Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Hey everyone, welcome to Life Central Church. If you're watching in one of our locations in Hagley or Rowley or Cliberry, you are really welcome. If you're watching online, you are really welcome as well. As you know, in Hale Zoe, there is no in-person services today because of the Black Country Road Race. And actually, as I'm speaking to you, I'm actually in Bulgaria, okay, this weekend as well. That's amazing about technology, isn't it? But we are so glad that you could connect with us. And this is the start of our Making the Most of It series. And I want to begin on week one with a really bold claim. And my bold claim is this. I believe there is nobody on planet Earth who wants to live life with regrets. And I believe I can show you how not to. That's why we've called this title, How to Live Life Without Regrets. That's a really bold claim. And maybe I can't be 100%, like I can't 100% guarantee that, but I can guarantee this, that if you apply these big ideas I want to share with you, it will lessen the regrets in your life. And um, I I don't know about you, but we've all got them, haven't we? We've all got regrets. You know, there's all things that we've done in our life. That tattoo that you thought was a great idea at the time. You know, that haircut that you thought was really cool at the time. Then you look back at it on a photograph and you think, what was I thinking? That shirt you wore, that beard you grew. Do you remember the beard I grew? In fact, funny story, last Sunday, uh, I came to church and all clean shaven and people said, oh, you know, you look younger. What actually happened last Sunday was I went to trim my beard and I'd forgot to put the little cap on the beard trimmer. And so half of it went away. And I looked at half of a beard and I thought, it's all got to go. So I took the beard off. Then I thought, I'll keep the moustache. Problem was, I then looked like a South American drug baron. So it all had to go off, all right? But these things happen. But you know, there are deeper regrets that you and I have in our life. That job, that relationship, that mistake, those words that came out of my mouth, I should have kept them in my head. The damage those words did. And those regrets live with us and they shape us as we move forward. I can't guarantee you 100% that you'll never have any more regrets, but I can guarantee if you apply these principles I want to show you today, it will lessen the regrets that you carry through life. First, some perspective for all of us. This was a very big year for the planet, 1966. Do you know why? Some of you, you want to write it in the chat? You're going to write England won the World Cup in 1966 and we're still believing for that. No, actually 1966 was a big year for that. It was also a big year because I was born in 1966. And just to give you a little bit of perspective on my life, here is my life. 1966, I was born. 2000 and something, I'll leave this mortal coil, as they say, which basically means I'm going to die. And here's the reality. I've had very little, I got very little, if hardly any, influence over the year I was born or the day I was born and the day that I'll die. But you see this thing on tombstones, you see this on um, funeral orders of service and what you see is there's a little dash in the middle and that little dash symbolises the whole of a person's life. And the question is, how do we make the most of our dash? How do we make the most of our one and only, only life? You see, we are wired to make the most of things, aren't we? I mean, we're in holiday season right now. You know, we've just experienced this unprecedented, can I hear that word again, sunshine, the heat, and some people are, how do I make the most of the sunshine? And even when it comes to holidays, I'm the kind of person that I want to make the most 
of holidays or I'm a planner, okay? I'm a nightmare to go on holiday with because I want to plan everything out. Now, I can relax, but eight hours lying on the beach, I can do that, no problem, but it's planned. It's scheduled. I know it's happening. In fact, a few years ago, um, I took Josh, my eldest son, to New York for a few days. He just finished university. And uh, we, I said, hey, I want to treat you. Where do you want to go? He said, New York. So we went to New York for, uh, I think, about four days, something like that, three or four nights. And um, I'd got everything planned out. I've been before. It's a big city. We're going to get everything done in three or four days. So we arrive at JFK Airport, um, five and a half hour flight. We get on a subway. We head to our um, hotel. We drop the bags in the hotel. By lunchtime, we'd done the Empire State Building, the Rockefeller Center and Times Square. Like we'd just done almost everything. By day three, I tried to get him out of bed to go shopping. And he just said, I'm not getting out of bed. You've worked me to death. I want to lie in bed. That's just the way that I am. I want to make the most of it. That's fine when it comes to holidays, but guys, what about when it comes to our life? Are we making the most of the, of the life that we've got? Are we making the most of our life in such a way that we live without regrets? I think the answer to living life without regrets is in this old proverb. It's a medieval proverb. We're gonna to go to the Bible in a minute, but let's just stick with this old medieval proverb that some of you will have heard. And it simply says this, make hay while the sun shines. Make hay while the sun shines. And what would have happened is the farmers would have cut the hay and gathered the hay and stored the hay in barns while it was sunny because the moisture would destroy the hay. In other words, this is, a, this is a proverb about common sense. When you have the opportunity, make the most of the opportunity. Now, the truth of this isn't rooted in a medieval proverb. In fact, it's rooted in, the, in some sentences in the Bible. And there's this guy called Paul. And uh, he, he lived his life with a lot of regrets, actually, because he was a very religious guy, but he wasn't a follower of Jesus. In fact, he was a persecutor of the first followers of Jesus. He went out of his way to damage and to kill and to persecute people who followed Jesus. But then one day while he's on a road, he has, he has an experience with the risen Jesus. So much so it turns his life around 180 degrees. And then he becomes not only a follower of Jesus, but a planter of churches and a traveller for Jesus sharing the good news. And one of those churches he planted was a church in a city called Ephesus. And I've been to Ephesus. It's one of the most amazing places you can ever go to. And you can walk in the steps where Paul walked and you can see the temple of, of Diana, Artemis, and, the, and you can see the, um, the amphitheatre where, 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 where there's a riot because of Paul. And, and you can see all these incredible buildings, the library and everything. But there in that amazing city was this group of early Christians and they were trying to make the most of it. They were trying to live their life, their little dash with no regrets. And in Ephesians chapter five, Paul writes these amazing, amazing words. He says this, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Such a great verse. Be very careful. And that kind of phrase, in the, I want to do a bit of the original language with you today. That phrase, be very careful, is a visual term. It means don't just see, but see beyond. And it's kind of look around so you don't step in anything. You ever done that? In other words, what you're looking at, don't just look at it, look at what's beyond that. If I step in that, if I do that, what will happen the other side? 
And, and then it says, be very careful in how you live. And that original word live literally means walk. In other words, how you conduct your life, how you, um, how you handle your life, how you manage your life. Maybe if you're newer to Christianity, you've heard some people talk about your walk, like, like, like it's a Christian term, my walk with Jesus. What they mean by that is life, their life with Jesus, because life with Jesus isn't a transaction, it's a relationship. It's not just a decision we make, it's a relationship we pursue. And, and Paul says, be very careful, look around, look beyond, be careful not to step in something you don't want to. Watch the way you conduct your life. And then he says, not as unwise, and that word unwise literally means foolish. The Bible talks about the wise and the foolish. And, and, and that's not to do with IQ. It's not to do with intelligence. It's to do with wisdom. It's to do with decision making. And, and here's what's happening is he says, you're not to live as unwise, which is foolish or unskilled or careless, but live as wise, which means careful, skilled, cultivated, clever, learned. It's like, it's like you, you've looked at life and you're living in such a way that you're making hay while the sun shines. And then Paul says, making the most of every opportunity, making the most. And that's where we've got this um, series from, the title, making the most of every opportunity. That word exaggerazo is the original Greek word. It means to buy or redeem. It's the concept of you can buy or redeem time. Time's the one thing we can't make more of, right? We can make more money. We can't make more time. But what we can do with time is we can redeem it so it actually becomes meaningful and we live our life without regrets. Now listen, make hay while the sun shines, okay? Other people out there, they might think, oh, that means go crazy. That means do whatever I want to do, drink whatever I want to drink, be with whoever I want to be with, go wherever I want to go, spend whatever I spend. That's not that's not what the Bible says. That's not making the most of every opportunity. That's not living a wise life. Make hay while the sun shines. What does it really mean to us then? I want to give you three big ideas. This is three ways that you can live your dash in such a way that you live your life with no regrets. Number one, idea number one, life's too short to make foolish decisions. Life's too short to make foolish decisions. You see, everything other people do makes perfect sense to them, right? It's like when you see, have you ever done this? When you see what somebody else does and you think, why on earth are you doing that? Like, why are you wearing that? Or why are you, why are you being like that? And it all makes sense to them. It just doesn't make sense to you because we do what's right in our own eyes. But life's too short to make foolish decisions. And I think in Ephesians 5, you could boil that kind of, two or three verses together into one question that Paul's asking. And it's this, what's the wise thing to do? What's the wise thing? And I'm so grateful to Andy Stanley from North Point for his teaching, because this is a little bit of his teaching from his book, Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets. And he talks about this as a great question, because here's the truth. We don't gravitate, go on to the next one. We don't gravitate, go. We don't gravitate to what's better. We gravitate to what's easier. And that's so true for all of us. We just naturally gravitate, not to what's better, but to what's easier. So if we want to go to what's better and not make foolish decisions and not live a life of regrets, we need to ask the question, what's the wise thing to do? Not what's the easy thing to do, not what's the legal thing to do, although that's good, not what's the convenient thing to do, but what's the wise thing to do? 
And when you ask that question, what Andy Stanley does in his book is, is he takes it even to a more granular way. He opens that question up because it's very easy for you and I to say, oh, well, what's the wise thing to do? But let's go deeper than that and let's break it down even further. Number one, in the light of my past experiences, what's the wise thing to do? So hold that there. So in other words, my past experiences What's the wise thing to do? If I don't want to live life with regrets, listen, if you've come out of a relationship, just come out of a relationship, is the wise thing for you to do to go straight back into one? Probably not. If you've gone from job to job to job, you know, and there's a pattern happening, that's your past experiences. So what's the wise thing to do next time you feel like you want to move on? In the light of my past experiences, what's the wise thing to do? And that will be different from me than it will be to you. But if you don't want to live a life with regrets, you've got to ask this question. But then let's take it a step further to number two. In the light of my current circumstances, what's the wise thing to do? So you've just got married. What's the wise thing to do? You've just had a little kid. What's the wise thing to do? You know, your situation at work is this now. What's the wise thing to do? In the light of your current circumstances. And guys, can I just say to you, this is a killer. Because when we look at everybody else's life, we say, we want to be like that. But here's the reality. Is it wisdom for you and I to be like other people if that's not our circumstances? And I think God would want to say to you today, hey, you ask that question, what's the wise thing to do in your current circumstances? And we can go even one step further where it says this, third one is this, in the light of my future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing to do? If you want to end up in a certain place in your life, Ask the question, what's wisdom in the light of where I want to end up with my one and only life? Guys, life's too short to make foolish decisions. Let's make hay. Let's make hay. Idea number two, life's too short to hold on to what's holding on to us. Life's too short to hold on to what's holding on to you. How can we make hay when we're so busy making plans for revenge? How can we make hay when our hands are full of our stuff and God wants to put things in our hands, but we can't receive because our hands are too full? How can we make hay when in our heart we're so full of unforgiveness and bitterness? How can we make hay when we're holding on to sin or thought patterns that are destructive and they're holding us back? And I want to say over this summer period, it may be that you as you're watching, maybe you're there in Hagley or Rowley or Clibri or you're watching online and maybe you're a follower of Jesus and, and you know that there's stuff holding on to you and it's holding on to you in such a way that you can't make the most of it. You are living with regrets. You can't make hay because you're holding on too tight. So what do you do? What do you do when, when you're holding on to something but actually that's holding on to you. Well, in, in the Old Testament, when the children of Israel are coming out of Egypt and they go through the wilderness and they, they're on this mountain going round and round. And it says in Deuteronomy chapter two, then God said, you've been going around in circles in these hills long enough. Go north. And I want to just speak straight at you today. Some of us, I've been going round and round the same old mountain forever. And I think God is saying to you today, go north, go north. You've been going round and round and round, go north. Maybe that's a word from God for somebody as you watch. 
Or maybe you need a little bit more contemporary kind of voice into it. Let's go to Elsa from Frozen. And of course, what she would say is, let it go. Let it go. You're holding on, but actually it's holding on to you. Life's too short to hold on to what is holding on to you. I don't know whether any of you have seen the, the Top Gun film, the second Top Gun film came out 40 years, 30 years, whatever it was after the first one. And it's a great film. If you haven't seen it, I'd really encourage you to see it. There's a powerful moment when um, Iceman, which is um, or the, when Ice, Val Kilmer, he, he texts a message to Maverick, to Tom Cruise. And it says this, it's time to let go. And Maverick texts back, I don't know how. It's time to let go, but I don't know how. And I don't know what's holding on to you today. But if you want to live a life with no regrets, we've got to let it go. We've got to let it go. We've got to move on. We can't keep going around the same old mountain, circle after circle after circle. How do we let it go? Maybe some of you like Maverick are like, I don't know how to let it go. I don't know how to let this hurt go. I don't know how to let this pain go. You know, I'm trying to learn in my own life the importance of of connecting with Jesus on a daily basis because the soul is healed through union with God. And there's some stuff happening in my life uh, at the moment right now that's painful and difficult. And, and, and I've, I've rediscovered something I found a couple of years ago and it's called the one minute, well, it's not, actually not a one minute, it's called the pause app. It says one minute pause app. And it's basically an app that you can get on your phone. And I'd really encourage you to look it up one minute, but it's so good. And every single day, there's a one minute, there's a three minute, there's a five minute, there's a 10 minute. And it's just a little thing that you, on, on your app and, and, and literally there's some music, there's some kind of breathing exercises. And I sit in a chair and read my Bible and reflect a little bit and do some journaling. And then I use this app and it's so helpful, so helpful. Usually I'll do the three minute one or the five minute one. And in that three minute or five minute, as I do some breathing exercises, as there's a bit of music, then the guy's speaking and there's some words of encouragement and exhortation. And it's things like this, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares for you. Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. I do that, I pray that every single day. Why? Because I know there's things holding on to me and I need to let them go. And I'm not just letting them go because I don't care about them. I'm letting it go to the one who can heal my soul. And then, and then it talks about then some Bible verses and there's things like, you know, be filled with the Spirit of God. You know, let God's love saturate you. You know, and I need more of you, God. Saturate me with your love and with your life. Guys, life's too short to hold on to what's holding on to you. What about the third big idea? If we're going to live a life with no regrets, Third big idea is this. Life's too short to, I've said that one. Life's too short to miss it. Life's too short to miss it. And I think many people miss life. They do, yeah, they live, but they miss life. And one of the reasons we miss life is that we are so distracted. A guy called Lance Witt, he said this. He says, we have an attraction to distraction. We really do. Again, it's not just the phones. It's our life. It's, it's everything. It's the noise. It's the, it's the bright, shiny things. It's the, it's the stuff inside that just distracts us. And we have an attraction to distraction. And we can miss life through distraction. But we can also miss life through being too risk averse. Because several years ago, I, I discovered that there are some dangerous household objects. You know that? One of them is the trousers. In fact, there's many people end up in hospital through trousers. 
And the reason is they've ironed their trousers while they're wearing their trousers, okay? It's a dangerous object. But, but then there are people end up in hospital because of the bread bin or because of a toilet roll holder. But the most dangerous household object of all is this one. It's this comfortable, easy chair. And it's not because of what happens when you're in the chair. It's what doesn't happen because you're in the chair. Because when we're in the chair too long, it's the people that are not served. It's the prayers that are not prayed. It's the adventures that we never go on. It's the battles that we never fight. It's the races that we never run. And it's comfort and ease. And I'm not saying that rest is wrong. Rest is really important. So I sit on a ch- in a chair in the morning and do the pause app and read and rest and try and connect my soul to Jesus. But if I stay there all day long, I'm going to miss it. I'm not making hay while the sun shines. Life's too short to miss it. And, and I want to say to you, we are made for way more than just sitting in a comfortable chair. Your life is made for way more than sitting in an easy chair. Whether you're a Christian or not, whether you're new to faith or not, I don't care how old you are, I don't care what your background is, you are made for more. So make the most of your one and only life. We don't know about this birthday. We don't know about the end day. All we've got is the dash in the middle. How to live a life with no regrets. I tell you what, one of the key things is live Live in such a way that, you, you know, that life is too short to miss it. I want to make the most of it while I can. I want to finish by telling you a story about this lady, Henrietta Mears. Henrietta Mears was an amazing, amazing woman. She was one of seven. She was the youngest of seven kids. In fact, she was very sick as a child. She had rheumatism and she was healed of rheumatism at 12. And... Um, and she, she was very serious about her faith in Jesus uh, as a young kid. And as she grew, she battled poverty. She battled ba- various challenges uh, in her life as well. She was played with poor eyesight all of the way through her life. But as she grew, she started a kids ministry. You know, we, we love the kids work that we've got here in the church. And, and in fact, just coming up in, in August, we've got a, a kids holiday club, uh, club called Make Waves. It's going to connect into this Making the Most of It series. And if you've got little kids and you're thinking what to do with them for a week, then just look at that opportunity coming up in August. But she started with 450 kids, all right? 450 kids. By the time she'd finished with it, there were six and a half thousand kids in this activity. She, she set up a printing press. She set up, um, she invested in the next generation. We looked just last week at, uh, or a couple of weeks ago at inspiring the next generation. And again, maybe you want to do that. That's a way to, to live life with no regrets when you pour into the life of others. And Henrietta Mears, she raised up leader after leader after leader. She had a vision for reaching people in the film industry of Hollywood on her deathbed. She was asked, what would you do differently? And she said this, I wish I'd trusted Christ for more. Wow. Here's a woman, here's a woman who, who made hay while the sun shone. She, she, she knew that life's too short to make foolish decisions. She knew that life's too short to hold on to what is holding on to you. And she knew that life's too short to miss it. So what about you? It's the start of this summer season when we wanna make the most of the summer. We want to make the most of our holidays. We want to make the most of the sunshine or the weather. What about making the most of your one and only life?
You know, if you're not yet a follower of Jesus, we would love to introduce you to Him. But if you are a follower of Jesus, I wanna give you one thing that you can do. And if you're part of Life Central Church, at any of our locations or here in Howes Owen, I wanna give you one thing you could do. You could take your next step. In fact, up on the screen right now, it's gonna come a link to next steps. And these are filled in every single week through the life of this church. Maybe for you, you say, do you know what? I wanna invest in the next generation. So just just tick that box. When that comes back to you, just tick that. I wanna have a conversation. Or maybe you wanna think about getting baptised next time we we have baptisms. Or maybe you wanna think about how you can give financially or how you can serve in another area. You wanna take your next step. You wanna make some hay while the sun shines. Guys, I'd love to pray for you as we finish. And, and after I prayed, we're gonna, um, our Life Central Collective are gonna bring a song to you that they recorded at the height of lockdown. And this was a story really important to us a couple of years ago, and it still is. Because you see, we only have one life to live and we get to choose what story is gonna be written. And you see, the choices we make today will determine the stories that we get to tell tomorrow. And I don't know about you and me, but I don't know about you, but I know for me, I want my life to tell a story of someone who made hay while the sun shone. And we can do that. That's the story that we want to tell. So I wanna pray for you. And then we're gonna sing this incredible song together. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for speaking to us today. This beautiful little proverb, but these incredible words from your Bible, from the truth. And God, I pray that we would be people, men and women who make the most of every opportunity because these days are evil. These days can drag us away to where we don't want to end up. We don't want to be foolish. We want to be wise. Help us, I pray, to make the most of our one and only life. Help our dash, however big or small that dash is, help it to be meaningful and purposeful and full of life. Because Jesus, we have an incredible story that we want to tell. We have that story that you've come into our life and you've saved us and you've changed us and you've given us meaning and hope and purpose. And we want to live that story out in our lives. So God, help us, I pray. Help us to be people who make the most of it in Jesus' Name. Amen. God bless you, everyone.